Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge this week. I'm Mark Jackson, and I'm your host. This week, we have Volmuth from Stockholm, Sweden, pounding out some killer fucking tunes in the Metal Forge. But before we get into that, I do want to bring up YouTube. I recently opened a YouTube channel about six months ago. I haven't posted anything to it except for the last few weeks. Started with a trailer, and then I went to the uh, Andreas Magus interview from Bewitcher. And this past Wednesday, I uploaded the episode with Lips from Anvil. I'm not in a partnership program or anything like that. I don't have the followers or the views because, like I said, I just opened the page. But I am having a little bit of an issue with YouTube because in uploading two episodes, I've already received a copyright violation. It probably was the oversight on my part, but unfortunately... It's not really said what is considered fair use, like if you cannot use like any bit of a song, because I think I had like 35 seconds of a song in one of the episodes, which I had faded the song out at the end of an episode. But apparently there's no saying of fair use, like, you know, typically in like morning radio and stuff like that, you can use like 35 to 40 seconds of a song and not be grilled for the royalty, I guess you could say. So if you're out there and you know about like what's fair use on YouTube and such like that, because like I said, I'm new to this, shoot me a message and let me know so I don't make this mistake again. But anyways, let's get on with other stuff here. But last week's question was, what is your holy grail find from a band? Neil said he wanted a road case that Metallica used on the Justice, like, Wherever I May Roam tour. You know, the ones that look like the box set from Live Shit, Binge and Purge? That's awesome. I would, like, love to have a case like that. I don't know exactly what I would do with it. I would probably make a bar or something out of it, like a little roll-around bar top. Or maybe a memorabilia display case for Metallica. You know, like, to display my No Life to Leather cassette my just cool stuff like that that memorabilia from the band that i have super cool neil i love that idea uh shout out to josh carpenter because he said that he would love to have one of steve harris's wristbands which apparently you can only get at the end of a show when he's throwing them out which is surprising to me because with all of the bands that have taken these things like these stage used clothing and uh, guitars and, you know, because they'll play it for like one song or something like that on a tour and then auction it off for charity. I would be surprised that like Steve Harris wouldn't have done something like that already. But apparently, you know, you can only get it at the end of the show. But like I said, I'm surprised that Steve Harris hasn't done anything like that through the Maiden Fan Club to where, you know, he would auction auction off wristbands or like uh, the seatbelt cover, as I like to call it, where he for his shoulder, like that everybody puts on their seatbelts in their cars for the shoulder strap for his guitar strap. Chuck Baxter, shout out to Chuck as well, super cool dude. Said he wants to have the shirt he once had of Iggy Pop, where he was putting his fingers in his ears. They said he used to have one that he let it, that he got from a dear friend. 
in the 80s and he lent it to a singer at the time and never got it back and can't find a replacement. Dude, that is such a sad and sweet story that like, I know we all lend things out and there is always the possibility of things never coming back to you. But, you know, when it's something that's beloved like that, I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) There's some things that I've lent out that lending them out to a significant other or something like that and then that happening where you you break up or something and you're like, shit, three months later, you realize that, oh, hell, they have my such and such. And it's like, well, that's gone now. So, yeah, dude, I totally get what you're saying. Colin Canton said on his reply to the question that he wants to get the Sam Hain CD VHS box set. He keeps looking at it on eBay, but he never pulls a trigger. I get that too, because there's so many box sets out there that I've had and sold and wish that I had them back. For example, the Motorhead uh, Stone Death Forever box set. I had a copy of it. I kept it for years. Got it for like 20 bucks at a used store, and it had everything with it. It had the poster. It had the book. It had everything. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. And then I ended up selling it for like a hundred. And I have not found another copy of it that was like a reasonable price since. And, you know, it's like you never really realize what you have until you don't. It's kind of weird. It kind of sounds like a song I heard one time. But one of the funniest replies that I got to this question (laughs) is Mallory from the Patreon subscriber list. Her holy grail find is a marriage license with her and Scott Ian. And that's just too fucking funny. I'd love to see you take on Pearl for the honor of Scott. I'll, I'll promote it even. Metal Forge fights. Let's go. Mallory versus Pearl. That'd be fucking awesome. So this week's question is this. If that was your holy grail, what is your most prized possession from a band that you have? But anyways, let's go ahead and thank the sponsors. Mom's Music. Maxwell's House of Music. Tattoo Charlie's, The Wrestling Steve Show, It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast, Better Days Records at 921 Barrett Avenue. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come check them out. Come look at the the metal vinyl section that we have of these bands that I'm going to be featuring here on the Metal Forge and the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. And obviously the Patreon subscribers. Without you guys, this show would not be able to do what it does. I love you all for that. Thank you all so very much, seriously. So who's ready to hear some vomith? I know I am. So let's do this. This is Driven by Violence.
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now with Nicholas and Henrik from Valmouth. Did I pronounce yep. that right? Hello. That, that's, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, see, uh, sometimes you never know, right? It's <laughs> not as when you're dealing with a different language a lot of the time, and I know you all speak English, but you never know. Of course, it's it yeah. good as, just as well have been that we had like some kind of wordplay in Swedish or something, but like this one... It's just, it's just English. It's pronounced vomit. Awesome. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about the band. Oh, uh, yeah, Pedley, you might, uh, you might be the best one to uh, describe uh, Niklas, I should say. So I want to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> we were like founded in 2019. We worked together, me and Hendrik. So we were just, uh, we were having a lot of music, uh, similar music taste. So we were like, ah, let's, let's start a band. So at the moment it's only two the two of us. But and, uh, I, and I, I still remember the moment where um, we were going to I think I think it was wasn't it the Metallica gig uh, in twenty eighteen or something uh, on the seventh yeah, of May yeah, in yeah. in the Ericsson Globe, and we were we were driving in my car and uh, like we have similar music tastes and stuff and uh, like I think I said to Niklas like uh, like we should we should, we should start a thrash metal band. Uh, we have some pretty cool ideas, and um, yeah, we, we think we can uh, contribute. For sure. And it looks like here, yeah. since you all have come out in 2019, you've you've released Final Warning, which was an EP that came out in June of last year during the pandemic. Well, we're Correct. still in yeah. the pandemic, of course. Um, yeah. and, then, and then Death to All Worst and Driven timing. by Violence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, the one with four songs on it and one with two songs on it. Yeah. Or uh, I should say singles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more correctly yeah right because it's it's pretty cool because they have their own individual artwork yeah 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 and um, it has a quite a like a funny story about the uh the artwork Um i think i think i offered to do like i did the original logo for the band that we don't use anymore uh and uh, niklas found a um an artist on uh, fiverr <laughs> you no, know instagram Instagram. It was oh, okay, okay. So it was Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was misinformed. He had some some pretty badass artwork, and uh, so we reached out to him, and uh, uh, yeah, he's been he's the same guy that we've been working with ever since. Nice. Yeah, Indonesian guy. That's cool. The logo yeah. is straight up thrash metal. Like, oh yeah, this <laughs> this logo is straight out of 1983. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I take it, that as such a big compliment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the the angular, the sharpness. That's just, it's a grabbing logo. And I think that's one of the major keys that what most thrash bands have to have is a logo that's like, I know exactly who the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, there's so many bands that, like, you you see them from a distance, like, you can't even see the whole logo, but you know, you know that, okay, that's the band, you know, yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's one of the things that every subgenre of metal, whether it be death, thrash, anything like that, typically have their own idea of logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. definitely. You know, with the death stuff, you get, you know, a lot of uh, sharp points, but you get a lot of uh, sickles and upside down crosses and so on and so forth. You also get like the tree logos, as people call. Oh yeah, them. oh yeah, yeah, the bird's nest. <laughs> yeah, the bird's nest. Yes, exactly. I think I've always been a huge fan of thrash logos because yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the angular sharpness. There's no chance of mispronunciation, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there there is so many log- logos that I'm so jealous of, like like Exodus, for example. Oh, like I think yeah, yeah, their their logo is like it's top notch, and of course Metallica and Slayer. Uh, but like yeah. they're um, like it grabs you, grabs your attention. You know exactly what you're like, what you're in for. And I, I guess they like as a kid growing up in the eighties, like we were born, like I I was born in ninety, and uh, Niklas was born in eighty uh, eight. Uh, yeah, so we we weren't around on, in like in the heydays. So of uh, like thrash back in the day but like i can just imagine um going to like a vinyl record store or something and uh, looking at the uh, uh record um, like the covers and uh like seeing that then like it must have been so cool to see those like okay okay hmm, this this grabs my attention oh 
for sure. And yeah, I miss that heyday as well. The only thing that I had on my side is I had a little bit uh, older siblings and we, you know, I was introduced to a lot of it through that. Yeah. And, you know, just seeing the album covers also for me. And, and I came in the end of the end where it was like CDs and cassettes mostly. Yeah, yeah. So getting like the big, you know, vinyl cover was never really a thing, you know, other than my parents' record collection that they had, but that was all country music, so... (laughs) Right. But I mean, it's striking a little bit different, different, uh, artwork than, uh, than, you know, the creeping death cover from, from the Metallica (laughs) single, which is still, I would say my favorite artwork to this day is that image. It's so fucking cool to me. So yeah, the, the, um, the single for Creeping Death. Yes, absolutely. Where yeah, it's with the, the mountains and all. With the mountains. Yeah, that should have been the real cover. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, Nicholas, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think like, Ride the Lightning, uh, uh, it's a pretty good album, like, cover. But, uh, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, the Creeping Death has pretty much of a badass. Like, it has those, like, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the band, but the Celtic Frost kind of vibes. Oh, definitely. Uh, Yes, very much. You know, when it comes to the Ride the Lightning thing, I really, I really enjoy the French misprint. uh, French misprint? The green one. The green one, yes. Uh, I I was actually able to come across a copy uh, that was a uh, a bootleg print of it, like a bootleg reprint. And I was just like, yeah, Yeah. I don't care that it's a bootleg. I don't care that it's a reprint. I, I love the green. I love the green ride, the lightning. So I have to get that. Yeah, for sure. Such an such an yeah. such an awesome. Uh, ride the lightning was one of the first albums I got from my mother. Oh wow! Recall it. Yeah, it was from like bought from uh, Latvia or something on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't not even the original pressing. It was just like a what do you call it? Uh, like a bootleg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Latvian like bootleg uh, from a cruise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the the lyrics sheets or anything, so it was just the the, the cover and the, the backside. <laughs> yeah, it was probably it was probably it didn't even have a uh, a sleeve on the inside either. If it was vinyl, was it vinyl? No, no, this was CD. <laughs> oh wow! Oh yeah, so it's like uh, a, a little two panel. <laughs> deal uh, for sure cd, CD burner and uh, like a like a printer <laughs> well you know exactly yeah i i imagine there are so many times that they're in the bands in the 70s and stuff that their stuff got sold by their record labels where they made either bad deals or the label went out of business because they couldn't pay for everything that you, there are so many bootleg versions of especially black sabbath albums you'll get like the dorchester holding stuff which is from like germany or something like that where it's like a german uh bootleg label and they'll flip tracks where You'll, you'll get like a, the CD and like the last song and the next to last song will be set, will be different than they were on the original album with minor, oh, okay. with a minor change in the artwork. So seeing things like that, it's, it's always interesting to me how many times that like bands like Metallica and Exodus and just any of those bands have been bootlegged and things been changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, for sure. So back to you guys though. You know, we've, yeah, we've talked a little bit on, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've talked a, a little bit about everybody else so far. When you guys get together, uh, obviously there's only two of you. You're in the same area. You all, you said you used to work together or you do work together. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do. Yeah, we work. Yeah, we When it comes to actually writing music, I mean, is this something that you all just sit in the room and come up with, or is it something where one of you will say, Hey, I've played this song and recorded on like my focus, right? Rig for my computer and send it to each other. How do y'all do that? Yeah, it's, it's the latter. Um, Niklas does a lot of the, uh, the demo work and he has like, yeah, uh, up to, up to today, he has like mostly be the one contributing with the musical ideas and uh, like writing songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. Uh, but I often let uh, Hendrik do all the lyrical work because he's better in English than me. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you shouldn't, uh, so, yeah. put yourself down, Niklas. Uh, like, no, no. But- <laughs> I always do the song melody, and then you can do the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. I mean, uh, it's a good, com- it's a great teamwork. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like we we complement each other a lot. Like um, 
like Niklas said, um, in the beginning, like the first, I think like we had, um, let me see, I think we have like seven songs that we rehearse and, and we started off with like three of them once we uh, formed the band. And that was all songs that Niklas had, uh, had prepared for us. And like starting off with, they didn't even have uh, lyrics. It was just like since uh, Niklas plays drums and uh, I play play the guitar. And just recently, or well, when we uh, dropped our EP, uh, that's when uh, when I decided like uh, maybe I should give it a try and sing. Uh, but like the first lyrics that uh, that was written was actually by you, Niklas. Uh, you you wrote the first four of them that we released. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then with, you wrote uh, Driven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like with minor yeah. input from me, I uh, like I didn't I didn't have much to uh, like um, like I liked it. Uh, but m- more recently, I've been more active in the uh, in the writing of the uh, the text. You, uh, Niklas, might have an idea for uh, for a lyric subject or something, and I might uh, like streamline it a little bit. Like um, say, for example, Niklas has. Uh, written a lyric and like i think it's good but like i could lift some things from his lyrics and like make it a little bit more coherent and uh yeah yeah of course but but mostly it's been uh up to now at least it uh, has been niklas writing the uh both melody and and all of it i would say actually okay oh they have been riffing <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 actually yeah <laughs> which is still pretty cool because that you both are doing it which th- it's always interesting to me how bands other than my own, obviously, uh, because I, I know how we do it. But I, I like to get an idea how everybody else does, because there's so many different ways that people do it where, you yeah, get, yeah, you know, yeah. I've always said there's always a there's always two people when it comes to all these major bands. And you can say the Beatles, Kiss, Metallica, Exodus, even so on and so forth. There's so many I always re- relate it to two people. There's the two yeah. people who are the driving force and creative force of the band. You know, whether it be yeah. uh, Megadeth is the is the Dave and Dave show, as I call it, mm. uh, James and Lars, Gene and uh, Paul, so on and so forth, uh, Paul and uh, John in the Beatles, that there's always two people, it seems like. And with it only being two of you, obviously, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And, and the, the funny thing is also that uh, like we're like the both of us are uh, like we play both drums and uh, and guitar uh, and bass so i mean uh, the the, um, the funny thing is to hear like when um, uh, when nicholas has written a song or something and i can i can like vibe with that like immediately i'll be like oh this is a cool riff uh, which makes it makes it so much easier like say for example that uh, nicholas had only uh, ever played the drums and never never like took up guitar or anything uh, like it would still have worked, uh, but but it makes it so much easier that he's able to like uh, record what he like the vision of what he wants to do, and like instead of like humming uh, like a melody or something, uh, like he ha- he has a, like this clear picture in his mind of okay this is the structure of the song, and here comes a breakdown and this is the melody and this is gonna be chugging and stuff. And yeah, so, exactly. Like, that's uh, that's so funny. Like, uh, or it like it's a positive for us. Interesting. So by that yeah. rationale, when you do get together to write something, and say one of you writes the guitar part, do you then teach the guitar part to Henrik, or <laughs> vice versa? And yeah, then yeah, I can try. I'm not a guitarist, but I try. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so, I'm just lucky when I play. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's. That would be so interesting to have a band, I would say, that could do that, that everybody could play everything. And I'm sure there's bands out there that I've talked to that do that, but don't say that they do that. But (laughs) that would be so, that would be so rad. (laughs) For sure. Like there are, um, one of my biggest inspirations is, uh, oh, and now I forgot his name as well. Um, Carlos from, uh, from Warbringer. Okay. Um, like the drummer. Uh, and he's been, like he's one of my, my one of my biggest idols. Like he he writes um, so good like drum tracks, and he's also been like part of um, from what I understand like writing a lot of the um, uh, guitar parts as well. Oh wow! And uh, like that 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 thing where you can like contribute like even if you have your main instrument um, that you could like pick up a guitar and uh, like show the guitar. It's like this is this is an idea I have, or even record a track. Like, um, I, I think it's a fun, um, like an Easter egg uh, when um, when one person playing one instrument comes in and do, does like a small part on another person's like a track, like, uh, uh, like a guitar track or a drum track. 
uh, which we actually did recently. Uh, which song was it, Niklas? That uh, I actually um, I helped you out with the intro um, for the for the drum parts. Was it was it driven? I, I remember. Think. Was it uh, driven? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was driven. Uh, we wanted this kind of driven. marching uh, marching snare yeah, drum exactly. sound. Yeah, nice. And the uh, intro, the intro. Yeah, yeah. that's super cool. All right, right about now, I think we should take a break, and we're going to come back and talk some more about Vomith. Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here, and there's three tiers. There's the Dion and $30 tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. More about you guys here. With there only being two of you and us, you know, the world being kind of sidelined with the pandemic. Once restrictions are lifted and shows are able to come back, is there a desire to add a third or fourth member to this and become a live slash touring band? Definitely. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Actually, we have uh, the the guy who's playing the solos on the the two latest songs. He's actually joining us this summer. So Nice. So we just need a bass player now. (laughs) Right on, right on. But at the moment, we just concentrate on, like, uh, making songs. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, I get that. There's no sense in it right now if you don't know when restrictions would be lifted, so... Sure. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We we hope for uh, like Sweden's policy in uh, like with handling COVID and everything has been like uh, like it's been very very special and uh, I know it's been written about like in like in other countries and stuff. But even even in Sweden, I I don't believe that they will lift restrictions until like at the earliest uh, at the end of the summer. But I I don't need like I don't believe that would happen even then. But like I hope for it to happen. Last uh, April, I believe it was, I was actually speaking with the the guys in Germbaum, mm. if you're familiar okay. with them from there, and they were I saying think, yeah. something similar that the restrictions were pretty heavy, even going straight to, from the beginning, it seemed like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, they, they do have a, like, quite close to our uh, workplace, they do have a, like, a local pub that kind of, like, circumvented the, uh, uh, the restrictions by only having a certain amount of people, and uh, they've been... They've been going yeah. strong for like uh, I think the last last year actually. Um, oh wow! So, uh, but like they, it's a, it's a finicky situation where they like they try to make it work even with the restrictions, but like it changes all the time. For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. But we we definitely feel like um, like I me personally at least I've um, I've only played in a punk band before this band, even though I I was like raised on uh, rock and metal, and that's always been my thing. Uh, I ended up in a punk band uh, playing drums, and that was the like that was eye opening for me. Uh, that's when I realized um, like music is what I wanted to do. Like I I, I don't expect it to be uh, something that I would get a steady income from, like so that I can live off of it. But uh, it's something that I want to do always. And like the the biggest contributing factor to that was the like playing live gigs. Um, yeah, live. Like, that that was like we did we did a few tours in uh, in Sweden with that old band, and like we had the best time ever. 
so like and i haven't been in a band for uh i think the um i think it was like three three or four years uh since i quit the uh, the punk band and ever ever since then I'm, i've been longing for uh, getting out and playing live again so as like at the second like they lift the restrictions and allow us to play live hopefully we'll have a bass player uh, and we'll we'll be ready with a bunch of songs to go out and play live right on yeah no but it was such a bad luck because just when we released the ep they were like ah no now we can't gig Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's when we realized we're like oh, oh now we got uh, now we got songs out now, now you can listen to us maybe come to the gig oh okay no we can't gig now. yeah okay. let's put that uh, okay ice. let's just create more songs then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right so i like notice the, uh, on the Bandcamp page You've pretty much got things down just as a digital format. Is there going to be a physical release of any of these? That's actually uh, that's a good good question. And the funny thing is actually that uh, we have a like a small uh, vinyl, uh, like they they hand hand press the uh, yeah. The I records. saw the video of that on Facebook where it was like limited <laughs> to fourteen or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's wow. just the closest friends and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Trying it out small so. and seeing if uh, like, uh, and we we'll see. Like, hopefully one day. Like both both me and Niklas likes uh, vinyl records, and uh, the dream would be to have like, say for example, a whole album or or something like that out on vinyl. Uh, me me personally, um, like I'm not that excited about CDs. Like I I get that people have their car stereos and stuff, and I do too. Um, but like I'm not as excited by that. The dream is to have like an like a vinyl for sure. And yeah. I think in this market these days, the vinyl is definitely the way to go for metal music. I think it's vinyl, and I think it's digital. And if you package either a download code with the with the vinyl or if they buy it off of the Bandcamp page and you offer the digital download with it. I think that's yeah. definitely the way things have been moving for most metal bands these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I have a horror story of uh, uh, like a mate that uh, that used to um, like friends with the old punk band that he in his band, I think they had a contract with um, uh, like their record label to print them a certain amount of CDs and uh, like the record labels weren't the ones uh, selling the CDs like it was the band itself so it ended up with them having like a stockpile of uh, like CDs <laughs> that they, they just couldn't like they, they were popular and they are popular um, but like they, there wasn't a market for for the CDs um, so th that that's kind of the horror story like especially with a with a relatively small band such as us uh, every time we do something we have to have like cost efficiency and like it, it's super boring like I wish we were like big enough to uh, not having having to care about that but like printing a limited number of vinyls or stuff like that that makes sense in the beginning oh and, you're absolutely um, right yeah. mm. Because like printing a lot of CDs we, doesn't make sense. As soon as we can start gigging, then we can press like a hundred of uh, singles. Right, right. right. Then you don't. Yeah, because then you'll then you always have some product somewhere, and that's the thing I've always exactly. tried to say to people is because I've been in that situation where I've been in a band where we pressed more than we needed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And after the first couple of years, they don't. People just don't want them anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't give them out, with you can't new give them out at Christmas. You can't give them out at Christmas anymore. Uh, no Not even the flea market wants them anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it, it's savage. Oh. But yeah, the biggest thing that I could ever tell anybody is know your market. If you, yeah. if you, yeah, have, yeah. if you have a thousand people buy your stuff immediately as soon as it comes out, you know what you need to print. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But like 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 this small edition we made, it was just for private interest. You know, I'm a, a vinyl lover, so I just wanted my own copy of it. For sure. So instead of like printing hundreds, uh, it was perfect to just print like uh, the exact amount that we wanted. So that was yeah. just perfect. Definitely. And that's, so it's a cool memory. Oh, absolutely. And and even if something happens to where it doesn't, something doesn't happen or doesn't go anywhere, or exactly, you you still have that, and that's. That's the one beautiful thing about being an artist, whether it's a visual artist, whether you're, you make movies, whether you make music, it doesn't matter that once you've committed to putting something down on paper, on tape, on cel celluloid, that's there. And that's for yeah. exactly, exactly. Somebody finds that stuff a hundred years from now in some ancient war ruin. <laughs> 
<laughs> World <laughs> War Three city. Yeah, in 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 the underground city where uh where the Third World War has happened, and they're gonna find yeah. a record player, and they're gonna find all of our music, and everybody like, holy fuck. <laughs> Now, now all of a sudden I'm I'm imagining uh, 2112 by yeah, Rush. That's uh, exactly like, right. Like yes. Yeah. Instead of finding a guitar, you like you find a, this this old uh, like vinyl and be like, oh, what is this? That's awesome. 2112. Yeah. With you just releasing the two singles back in February, do you have yeah. anything yeah. coming out soon? Yeah, we're, we're working on a new song at the moment. Yeah, and we're constantly uh, we have we have a bunch of songs in the pipeline, uh, and yeah. we're um, like we're not going for a whole record kind of thing. Uh, we're recording them like as we as we go. Like um, since since we're doing all the production, everything ourselves, um, we try to do it like as as regular as we can. We have one that is almost completely recorded like the instrument tracks are laid down so that's that's just a matter of like tweaking and uh, mixing and mastering and then we're going to continue doing like like that like uh, continuously so hopefully um like by the time uh, we'll be able to play live we'll have a bunch of songs so we're we're yeah. gonna still like uh, we're gonna be active and uh, like our plan is to have a lot of songs for sure definitely all right, let's take a real quick break, because you know it's that time. Time for Beer 30, I guess you want to say, if you want to grab a beer, as long as you're not driving. Fuck yeah. We're going to come back with Hendrick and Nicholas. We're going to get into some general profile questions on these guys and Vomith. Dig it. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Frank Green from the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, a podcast I host with Scott Clark. You're going to get everything you need on the podcast. Lots of laughs, lots of music, some sports, and maybe some inappropriate shit. Usually that's Scott's forte. Check it out. It's going to get weird. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts online. It's going to get weird. So let's shift some gears here. Let's get into some general profile questions about Nicholas and Henrik. This is all about you guys because yeah. I like to know what make people tick. And if anybody's yeah, yeah, ever yeah. listened to the show before, they know where this is going. We're ready. What do you invest too much time into? Ooh, procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you invest too much time into nothing. Yeah, 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 de yeah, definitely. Like that, that's that's uh, like if if I if I see in total how much time I have on my hands and what I actually do with that time, like it's it's embarrassing. Like I I don't do enough of the stuff I love. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> uh, I don't know, Niklas. How about you? Oh God, beer drinking and guitar riffing. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, that's that's all well you can said. do these days. <laughs> But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but that's that. good stuff to 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 waste time. Yeah, on, exactly. You shug in the riffs and you're like, yeah, open the, the gates to hell or something. Hell yeah, yeah shugging riffs and shugging beers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's an album title: shugging yeah, riffs and shugging beers. Mixed up with municipal waste, shugging beers and shugging riffs. That's right, right. What's the last thing you watched on YouTube? Oh, uh, what could it have been? Like, was it a documentary or something? I don't know. Like I, I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> That's part part of the procrastination thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Niklas. I have to think. Yeah, maybe it was a clip you sent me, Hendrik, about the guy who was uh, doing the stuff with uh, Run with the Devil. 
You know, yeah, 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 yeah. About that uh, yeah. music production guy quantizing uh, like uh, Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that was the last one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What food can you not stand? Oh, oh. Um, I A guess movie. it would be uh, Nicholas. What do you say? Did you say movie? Food. No food. Food. Oh. oh. I, I know definitely like stuff that looks like what it did uh, when it was alive. That that I have a hard hard time for. Wow. Yeah, I know what I, I hate. I, fucking burger. I fucking hate that. <laughs> what is it? Oh my god! So not not burger, burger, but burger. Like I don't even know the uh, if it's an English word, but uh, like it's a uh, like instead of rice, I guess. It looks like uh, cat, uh, like cat stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It actually does. <laughs> like, I fucking uh, hate that shit so much. <laughs> I, I I have to look it up now to see what it's uh, what it's called. Let's see. Um, what like quinoa or something? Could it be? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parable it's so, roads of several it's so different tasteless. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It doesn't taste anything. Like rice, rice is the superior thing, yeah. Right on. <laughs> That's like the only thing I hate, probably, that I know of. I'm a food person, so. <laughs> definitely. If you followed your dream as a child, what would you be doing right now? I'll let Nicholas take that one. Uh, I would probably on the road somewhere, like maybe going gigging. Okay, so not much different. So not much different than what you'd be doing. You'd just be adding music to that. Yeah, exactly. Make maybe like having like I don't want to be like the biggest band in the world, but maybe just like uh, like normal big. You know, you, you get <laughs> no, the show. You know, no, but you know, like not playing in bars, but not playing in arenas. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. every summer, you know that. Okay. We can get booked if we want to get booked, you know. Have sure. that uh, kind of... Uh, that would be so cool. That would be like a dream. For and sure. And maybe make a few bucks, you know. Absolutely. What about you, Henrik? Oh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think back of my, my childhood and what my biggest dreams were. And, like, all the other kids were like, uh, oh, I want to be a firefighter. Oh, I want to be a policeman. But I, I guess I kind of had my, uh, like, my dream I want to be a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, 10 years old, be like, mm, I want to be that. <laughs> no, but I, I guess uh, like we have a lineage in my family of um, uh, doing uh, like military service and stuff. So I did basic military training, and uh, so I guess I guess that was my dream when I was a kid. Uh, okay. I didn't pursue it as a career, uh, but I, I actually guess I did what I like what I dreamed about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, apart from like being a rock star, of course. Definitely watching too many Rambo movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face paint all M60 at your side. <laughs> what is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Ooh, actually play like thrash metal on the drums. I guess, I guess that would be like my my level of like drumming. It's like I I struggle so much. I I basically taught myself. I did a little bit of uh, like. Uh, took a little bit of drum, drumming lessons when I was younger, but mostly I'm, I'm self-taught and like I'm, I'm struggling so much with like fast fails and stuff and that, that like it mostly comes, comes down to coordination. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Uh, I'm not a drummer either and I would like to be able to play drums, but I just can't do it. I'm not coordinated enough to. I get it. Yeah. What it's about- like four limbs that you have to keep, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> keep in shape. So when it comes down to people like uh, like Danny Carey from Tool, yeah, completely blows me away because he'll be playing in you know three different time signatures with three different limbs, and it's just like yeah, and what? He's a fucking beast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What about you, Nicholas? Maybe singing would be something I would like to like. Right? Yeah, I always been inspired by Dave Grohl, and you know, nice uh, those multi talented guys. But uh, like that, that's yeah. something you're you're coordinated enough to do. But like, yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to watch more YouTube movies or something. <laughs> How <laughs> <Yeah>. to sing. <laughs> How to sing like Freddie Mercury. For Neighbors sure. Neighbors won't love me, but I'm following my dreams. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Who does when there's a metalhead like living next door? <laughs> what is the worst album by your favorite band? Um, I'm going to be very, very controversial here and say uh, Load and Reload. <laughs> Whoa! No way, man! Yes, what a surprise! I, yes, yes, yes. Like I'm a huge Metallica <laughs> fan, but I, I can't stand Load and Reload. Like they have, they have a few good songs on them. Absolutely, I, I won't bash them for it. But like, I, I even prefer Saint Anger over like Load and Reload. 
to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I so you just basically said that St. Anger was better than load and reload. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Popular opinion. At least St. Anger is punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, uh, I get I get what you're saying with that, Henrik, because a lot of people, at least in my circle of friends, a lot of, I like their entire career. I'm one of those guys, but I know a ton of people who are just like a, a first four albums person, and that's it with them. So yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Like I, I'm mostly yeah. like that, but like the the thing is, uh, the whole the whole band name, like Metallica, like uh, I, it's hard to they they did what they loved. And that's what matters. Like no one, like I have a, I have such a big fucking problem with like gatekeeping and like poster culture and stuff like that. Like I, I, I can't fucking stand it. Um, like Lich King did a, did a, like a great song about like gatekeeping and stuff. I don't remember the name of it, but no one should be able to like tell you that you can't listen to this song or you can't, uh, because it's not metal. But like I'm, I'm, I'm so, sort of in between with like my personal taste. Is that like uh, they're they're not bad albums? Definitely not. I'm I'm not saying that. You just but, don't prefer them. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And like I I fully respect that people love them, uh, and that they, that might be like their preferred like um, or favorite Metallica records. Uh, so I, I'm not definitely not bashing on it, but like yeah, more like my in my taste here. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I agree with you, and I I agree with you to the to the extent with the gatekeeping as well. I moderate a group on Facebook for battle jackets and such like that. And somebody had had a patch on one of their, on one of their jackets. And somebody said in the comments to them, it's like, why would you have that on your jacket? And he's like, because I like it. He's like, well, it's generic shit. And I was just <laughs> like, dude, don't gatekeep people. People like what they like. Exactly. And, like put whatever the fuck you want on your back. Yeah, exactly. I, I said something to the guy. I was like, please don't gatekeep. You know, we don't do that here. And he's like, too bad. And I was like, well, you're gone. Motherfucker. Yeah. And pe people get like the, the guy <laughs> that, the, the, the guy that did the gatekeeping, like he was probably triggered by you saying like, not, not to gatekeep. Oh so yeah. It, it, like it's, it, it's funny all around when like, uh, he gets banned for something like that. Because like, if you go back to the roots of like metal and rock culture, like what it's about, it's it's about being yourself and uh, like not giving a shit about what other people think. Yeah. And like I I think it's almost ironic that it it's gone like full circle now. So like y you have such a defined perimeter to to keep within. Like for example, thrash metal. Uh, you're supposed to do this, wear this, say this, and live like this. And I like I don't agree with that. Like I love thrash metal. And I have my own battle vest, and uh, like uh, I, I love the, the culture, but like the fact that you have to fit into something that just goes against the whole point of metal. Like uh, I, 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 I just don't understand it. No, you're you're absolutely right. And the unfortunate thing is, is that it's bled into so many different things, like movies and for take Star Wars for example. It's it's you know, oh yeah you know if if you like the prequel trilogy you can't be a real fan type shit and it's like nah fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yeah uh, don't don't get me started on Star Wars like I, I'm a, such a die, die hard fucking fan so like uh, so, you're, so you're a Star Wars gatekeeper no I'm kidding, no, I'm yeah, kidding yeah 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 kind of am kind of am actually like not, not in metal <laughs> but in Star Wars yeah yeah <laughs> the nerdier things get the more gatekeeping I get. <laughs> no, 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 but like it's the same thing, same thing over there. Like, I, I love the Star Wars movies and I, I appreciate the new ones as well, but personally, I don't enjoy the new ones as much as I do the, I, uh, the old ones. I understand. I, I will say, uh, for me, Force Awakens was, was all right. I could live with that. And then it rapidly went downhill really fast. That's exactly my opinion as well. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the movies, but like they, they kind of dropped the ball with episode eight and nine. Like, oh, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, where George Lucas is having seller's remorse at this point. Yeah. The, the old, like, uh, for me at least, the only thing keeping the hope alive is like the Mandalorian. Oh, like, uh, for sure. I won't, I won't definitely not spoil anything for anyone, but like the ending of the second season. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That and I think the other the other shows like they're going to be coming out with like the Bad Batch and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely looking forward to that for sure. Nicholas, did you have any uh, worst album by your favorite band? Oh, I had to think, but I guess I mean, we went on a Star Wars tangent here. Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> derailed. Yep. No, but I, what is it called? 
the Judas Priest album. Uh, what, what period? Uh, what, yeah, what, when? Nostradamus. Yeah, Nostradamus uh, no. with Judas Priest. That's uh, interesting. Not a fan. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because being a fan of their, pretty much their entire career, you know, everything with Rob, everything with uh, yeah. Tim Owens, when and then Rob come comes back and so on and so forth it seems like that album is very much a division point on fans there's the the people who are diehard love it and there's the people who diehard just hate it okay there's not like yeah it's okay there's a couple of good tracks on it there no it's either you like that album or you don't like that album i've noticed <laughs> yeah it's like judas priest the sad anger yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> controversial opinion. No, but... <laughs> right. Uh, but they compensated. Their latest album is really good. So, yeah, they're back. Definitely. They're and back. Yeah. I really hope restrictions get lifted soon and we can go back to somewhat, you know, uh, air quotes here, normal life. Because I had tickets purchased to see them with Ozzy back yeah, me last too. September, that and I had bought them, and then two weeks later they're like, "Well, uh, Ozzy's not going on tour," and it's like, "Well, shit." And then two mm, weeks after right. that, COVID happened, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, it's like, "Well, we're we're screwed." Like I, I think wasn't it like postponed like two times? I think. Yeah. I think so yeah, and that that sucks, especially I mean, in Sweden. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mm. believe it was here as well. Yeah, yeah, because like I saw them uh, on the sorry, uh, like no, but like the thing is, there's so many bands. Like I've seen quite a few bands live, uh, but there are, there are still so many of them that I still want to see. And like Judas Priest and uh, like Aussie is definitely up there. So like I I, I want to see them before they like they, they quit. Um, yeah. So like this just like tensions my nerve up completely. Like. I don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Uh, All right. We're going to take one last break here, and then we're going to come back. We're going to finish this up. Then we're going to rock the fuck out. That's right. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwell'sHouseOfMusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now, I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. What is a band that you like that none of your friends like? Ooh, I have one. Papelli, Niklas, go first. Yeah. Oh, that's... No. Fuck. Yeah, I don't Just, think I have. So you mean all your friends listen to all your music? Not not, not all of them, but I have some like uh, that has the same. Uh, but what could it be? Maybe... I have to think about that one. Uh, I you can, go ahead, uh, uh, Henrik. I, I can tell you, like, uh, with me, it's so funny because, like, I will probably say, like, a metal album or a metal, like, artist. Uh, but the thing is, like, I'm mostly with my friends, like, it, with the exception of uh, Niklas and a few others, uh, most of my friends aren't metalheads. Okay. Uh, they they don't really like like I'm I'm the odd one out in my like regular friends group. So uh, like for for that kind of perspective, I would I would say like one of my favorite Swedish artists or Swedish bands of of all time, which is uh, a band called uh, Doctor Living Dead. Because like n none of my my regular friends would ever like uh, listen to that kind of stuff. But like I think they're super underrated like one of the best bands ever they, they do kind of a kind of a slayer or um uh, what's the name again 
Suicidal tendencies, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, suicidal tendencies and like Slayer mashup. Wow. Super good band. Like I, I recommend everyone to listen to them. They have uh, they don't take themselves very seriously, but they have awesome music. Definitely. But like going the, going the other way around, like more relevant to uh, like the I guess the people listening to to this show and stuff like that, like people that are metalheads. Then then I would probably say like bands like uh, Abba, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm not the typical metalhead and like and that that's one of the reasons why I react so strongly to like gatekeeping. Like if if people truly knew what kind of listen uh, the kind of music I listen to, like they would be like they would be shocked. They would be like, "Are you schizophrenic or something?" Uh, like, <laughs> see, uh, and, and I always find that you know I I definitely understand what you mean by that. And like I said, on the whole gatekeeping thing, it's all bullshit because you know Lemmy was a fan of ABBA. So yeah, 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 exactly. Like <laughs> so, there, there yeah. are so many bands. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up and be honest. Like the music genres that I like truly have a passion for that I that I love is metal. Uh, like that's that's the reason why I want to play metal and, and I listen to a lot of metal. But like uh, I have I have a weak spot for and like brace for this like 80s synth rock and pop. And that's oh, like yeah. that's not what you're supposed to listen to when you're a metalhead. <laughs> no, it, yeah, like the new wave stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. Uh, new wave bands that are just awesome. So yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. get what you mean by that for sure. So I mean, that that's a bit controversial in, in like metal circles, but like in in my my uh, close friend group, uh, a band like Doctor Living Dead would probably be like. I, I don't know anyone else. Like I, I think Niklas has heard of them um, because I, I ramble about them a lot because I love them so much. Right. Uh, but other than that, like yeah, yeah, no, no one in my friend group ever heard them. Okay, Nicholas, did you ever? Nah, come no, I uh, come up with one band. Yeah, uh, Sister of Mercy is one of those bands that I don't think none of my friends. Maybe my it's only my brother, but he's not a friend. He's a family, so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. Right. But yeah. I guess it would be Sister Mercy. Okay. The goth rock band. Right on, right on. All right, so I got a couple more questions here. What album can you put on and listen front to back? Um, hmm. Judas Priest Painkiller. Absolutely. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking. I, I actually do have uh, like a lot of them, uh, but like either. Either like the latest Exodus album or like, um, what's the name of the album? Again, I have to check. Um, With Exodus? No, uh, no, 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 no. But um, like uh, that one as well. But, uh, but. The album "Crush the Sublime Gods" with uh, Doctor Living Dead. I'm, 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 I'm holding oh, okay. on to that. Like, <laughs> uh, that one I can listen from, like, from start to end, like, from, like, all the time. I never get, never get bored of it. Awesome. So, again, as always, links will be listed below in the description. Guys, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Um, all the up and coming, like, small bands, like, keep going, keep going strong. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so pretty much. <laughs> all the all the all the underground up and comers, you heard these guys. Stick to what you're doing yeah. because what you're doing is awesome for sure. Definitely. Don't let the apocalypse stop you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, write the soundtrack to it. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So final question for you guys today is what album changed your life? Yeah, I get uh, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Since yeah. I heard that one, I was a metalhead. Since I never looked back. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't young enough to, uh, to know exactly which album it was, but like say it like this: anything ACDC. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So you, the first time you heard ACDC, there it was. That was when yeah, you realized definitely. that you, you, you got the 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 hard rock, uh, you know, heavy music bug. Exactly. My 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 dad has always been the biggest ACDC fan, and he uh, like every opportunity that he had, he uh, he played it. And that, that like got me totally into it, like the riffs and the singing, like all of it. It's so good. Definitely. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show this week. It's been awesome. It's been super fun. I, I love talking with everybody outside of the United States and outside of North America just because of the cultural difference, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's super and, cool. And, so and thank you so much for having us on the show. Like it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we, uh, yeah. Miss a lot. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. it does. It does. You guys are absolutely very welcome. What do you guys want me to play of your alls on the way out today? Hmm. 
I think oh. one of our one of our newest songs, I, I guess, has a little bit b- better like production value. I, uh, uh, Pelle, do you have a have a favorite out of the new ones? Yeah, but uh, play "Death to All." All right, "Death to All." That one. That's uh, that's the hit song. <laughs> Definitely, as you heard them. This is from Volmeth, "Death to All." Master Mike! 